There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So basically, if we were women... Yeah, but women are unfaithful as well. Yeah. The, the women that are on Loose Women are also pumped with testosterone <laughs> because they're on HRT. Um, Is it HRT got testosterone in it? Yeah. I didn't know that. I think so. I thought it was a derivative of like horse urine or something. Oh, wow. Or like a horse hormone. I feel like this is the wrong podcast to be talking about <laughs> HRT, but yeah, we should know. <laughs> we, we should know. <laughs> so are they all having affairs because of the HRT? No, they said, well, I'm pumped with testosterone and I don't have any affairs. <laughs> I don't think it's conclusive. <laughs> okay. i got some... Um, Cod croquettes in the oven. Well, I don't know how, how to navigate the podcast. <laughs> With the croquettes? Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to do a snack out, snack out feature on... I think it's going to have to be an impromptu uh, one. On they, croquettes? They'll probably be ready in ten minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, we haven't started the show yet. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what a proper one is. But it's called Cinzano, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's proper Cinzano. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, um, welcome to What That Our Queen, sponsored by Cinzano. <laughs> <laughs> My mum was the um, Martini and Cinzano girl at Leo's in Filton. Really? Oh, yeah. Did she wear like a bunny outfit? Roller skates. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> she used to just, t- you know, she had a pricing gun and she would go for it. She was also she was the Del Monte and Pettigree chum. <laughs> so it wasn't that glamorous. <laughs> I gotta, can you just explain this to her? <laughs> she, she, she priced them up? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't like she was glamorously selling them. <laughs> I was, I, 
I used to try and kid myself. That, well, she used to do like live demos. Right. You know, you used to have in supermarkets, you have someone doing a demonstration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if she did it with dog food. Right. But yeah, she would sort of, you know, offer a taster of a Ginzano or, you know, that sort of thing. Oh, so it was like, And yeah. you had to be certain level of glamour to do that. Yeah. In the 80s, especially. Well, even now, yeah. I would say, you know. Do you like to try? Mm. I mean, I'll try anything uh, twice. <laughs> Thrice if you're lucky. <laughs> right, should we start the show? Yes. <laughs> okay. Welcome to What That Old Queen, a candid and adult take on queer life quandaries at a certain age. So please listen at your own discretion. Presented by Bernie and Tommy, their views are their own and in no way reflect those of any service you may hear this program on. Now, let your ears be upstanding for the <coughs> old queens. How the croquettes doing? I reckon five more minutes. You, were the croquettes like a 60s band? Well, they sound like one, <laughs> they didn't do. they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one was the Belinda Carlisle in? She was in the Go-Girls. Go-Go's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was the Marvelettes, wasn't there? I'm actually interviewing my parents about bands that they've seen, and, they, and they're all just like... They've all got names like that. Yeah. Well, like, can you remember any of them? They're all called like something like Johnny Carson and the Mercedes Benzes yeah, yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> Marty and the Mi- Martin and the Meteors or something. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a very sixties thing, wasn't it? Mm. Like it had to have like a almost like a superhero or space themed. Name. What would you be, Bernie in the winters? <laughs> Bernie in the winters. Um, uh, Bernie and the Care Bears? I don't know. What? <laughs> I mean, Bernard does mean bear. So, oh, does it? Yeah. That's rather convenient. I know. <laughs> well, I was fighting a losing battle, wasn't I? <laughs> when I was a twink. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yeah, you were destined to play that role. Destined to be a big hairy bear. And here I am. Uh, how's your week been? It's been fun. I mean, it's just Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah, but I have... Well, you haven't recorded for nearly two weeks. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, I've had a very good time. I mean, the sad news is... Um, did you hear about the person that imagined predicted text, mes- text messaging has passed away? Oh. May they... Rust in piss. <laughs> I actually thought you were serious for a moment. I mean, it could have. It, it could, could have happened. happened. Yeah. yeah, it mm. could have happened. <laughs> Rust in piss. <laughs> okay. And on my other favourite podcast, yeah, apart from this one. They were talking about predictive text messaging and someone was in a WhatsApp cycling group, a middle-aged man, and he 
texted everyone in the WhatsApp group saying he's not going to go on the big cycle because he's in bed with a chesty cougar. <laughs> Isn't that your grinder profile name? <laughs> I actually, I was talking about this because I'm sort of slightly getting bored of Annette Curtains as my other drag persona because mm. I'd like something a bit more glamorous and sexy. Right. Chesty Cougar could be the one. Chesty Cougar would be, mm. yeah. And mate, would you have, would you go voluptuous? Well, I don't think I, I'm, I'm more of a legs woman, I think. Yeah. Tits. Does, uh, does Annette have like small mammarium protuberances? She's got big tits. She's got big tits. Yes. Yeah. And they're covered in Dermontes. Right. <laughs> Her crystal boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe uh, Chesty Cougar could also have those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're probably related. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they could be, like, sisters. Mm. She's got a glamorous older sister. Younger sister? Older, younger. Yeah, yeah. younger. Mm. All right. Is it going to be like Hyacinth Bouquet, where <laughs> Annette is, like, she looks down on the tarty sister? Oh, I didn't see her. I saw that Annette was... Lower states than Chesty Cougar. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I sort of think so. She's a bit more. I'm kind of thinking Nouveau Riche. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of Nouveau Riche. There's a lot of it about Tommy. Mm. A lot of it about. I mean, she could be called Nouveau Riche. Nouveau Riche is, good, is also another good track name. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost sponsored by Marks and Spencers. Which would be make us Nouveau Riche. Well, I'm not sure about that. Just because of the route that we're going. Why? What route are we well, going? What I'm going to do is I'm going to do, like, I've signed up to be an affiliate link for Marks and Spencers. So now, every time we mention Marks and Spencers and a product thus from, I can put a link to it in our description and people can click through and buy it. And hopefully we'll get Thruppence Apney. So tonight we're, I'm serving... Croquettes. Cod croquettes. Cod croquettes, yeah. From Lidl. Right. But let's try next week the Marks and Spencers version. Well, I've got some fizz from Marks and Spencers tonight. Oh, brilliant. When I finish this Cinzano. Okay. So if we get... I should know in... Like, before this comes out, I'll know. So if you do see a link to Marks and Spencers in... And description of the program, please click on it and buy whatever's there. <laughs> Ten of each. What I really like from Marks and Spencers, and I buy quite often when I have the opportunity, is the Pride... Um, pride cake. Pride cake, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was coming out day yesterday, wasn't it? It was coming out and day yesterday. National Lesbian Day, like, about three days ago. Just around the corner. Yeah. Um, so... Everyone's yeah. a winner. Yeah. Get the pride cakes out. Mm. For the lads. Okay. I'll put a link for that in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see if we get, like, throw and take me from it. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? Because I've got multiple ideas and I have written this thing. Should we do this one? Is it infidelity or what's the other one? Infidelity or, or straight, straight men, men coming on to you. I'm happy with either. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, let's do infidelity. We can do okay. straight men coming on to you next time because okay. that, that gives me something to <laughs> to actually do next time. So I was uh, I was actually looking into cyber sex and cyber relationships. I was going to do a feature on that, and maybe I will in, in the future. Mainly because I've I've got kind of a cyber relationship going on, which isn't really a relationship. Do you know what I mean? So I was trying to define whether it was or it wasn't. But we can talk about that. We can destruct, uh, destruct that, <laughs> deconstruct that <laughs> another time. Are they a listener? I've no idea. <laughs> it's not that kind of relationship. <laughs> anyway, I started looking into this and I came across an article from lgbthero.org.uk. You ever heard of that website? No. No, me neither. First time I've come across it. And there was an article called Infidelity and the Gay Community. Do Gay Men Struggle to be Faithful? by Stuart Haggas. So they asked like a thousand readers of some magazine. FS magazine? What F, What's that? FS? Yeah. Not for him. For... for is Thought, it the free one that you get in the underground? No, that's the Metro, isn't it? Tube. Or the, st- uh, that's the Evening Standard. FS magazine, that's it. Yeah. Oh, so it's a fit gay man's health magazine called FS. So they asked a thousand readers about their thoughts and experiences with, an, with extracurricular activities outside of a relationship. 58% said that a partner has been unfaithful in a relationship, while 51% admitted that they've been unfaithful in a relationship. So what does infidelity mean and what is considered cheating? And can even open relationships be betrayed? I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I, I feel like we talk a lot about open relationships and stuff on this podcast. Because everyone's doing it. Supposedly. But then all of these relationships seem to have quite morganistic viewpoints. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the choice, isn't it? You can either have a monogamous or you can have an open. Um, And I think that uh, a lot of people that perhaps we're connected with are more, like, interested in exploring open relationships at the moment. But I Mm. think that there's a massive part of the community that would still want... Monogamous. Monogamy. Yeah, which again is another kind of structure of like heterosexual society in a way, isn't mm. it? Uh, and it's conforming to that. So, so anyway, uh, there's some other statistics here which I might go uh, go into. Sixty-one say sixty-one percent of them say they would break up with a partner or husband if they were unfaithful. Thirteen percent said no, and twenty-six percent were unsure. Mm. So that's quite a big percentage of people that. Like, they are definitely monogamous, then, aren't they? Yeah. But I was wondering if you can even have... Can you even be unfaithful when you're having an open relationship? And I think this does go into that. So the definition of infidelity is the action or state of being unfaithful to a spouse or other sexual partner, but in everyday life, it's not necessarily easy to define. If you're in a monogamous relationship, one of you secretly has sex with someone else, then that's infidelity. But what if it's cyber sex with a stranger? 
Is that infidelity? And what if you're in an open relationship? What's the red line between open and unfaithful? So ultimately, what actions do readers of this mystical FS magazine consider to be to be infidelity? So should, should I give you some of these figures? Yeah, why not? <laughs> right, so 79% said anal sex was definitely infidelity. Mm. 74%... Sorry, Bill Clinton said a blowjob is infidelity. <laughs> a hand job was 74%. 68% breaking the rules of an open relationship. Mm. So imagine... I mean, you'd think that would be 100%. If you broke the rules of an open relationship, mm. then that is definitely... Yeah, but I guess the lines are blurred a bit. But that's still quite high, isn't it? 68. 66% said kissing. I mean, I wouldn't have said kissing someone is being unfaithful. Depends how you kiss them. I guess it's the context, isn't it? 62% emotional intimacy with another person. So that's not even having sex. That's just having... You can have very intimate relationships with your friends. Yeah. But is that not allowed if you're in a relationship? You don't want to be in a relationship if it does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 55% said using hookup apps was unfaithful. 43% sharing sexual images was unfaithful. So that's just sharing a picture. And 34% sending private messages. 18% said flirting. Mm. So that's quite low. So you're allowed to flirt, but yeah. you're not allowed to kiss. <laughs> I mean, I think that there were these things that they just... They should be just discussed within the within the couple, and then they can make up their own rules about that. Yeah, definitely. Whether it's open or not. I mean, if someone was, if you were in a monogamous relationship and someone was constantly flirting, you'd think of it higher than eighteen percent, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, think that I guess. Would really piss me off. Yeah, but what would you consider flirting? How do you know if someone's flirting or not? which gets me onto the other subject that we, we might have been talking about, which we'll talk about next. <laughs> I mean, they could just be being friendly, but someone's perceiving it as someone being flirty. I don't know. I'm not... I mean, it all seems very open to interpretation, doesn't it? Mm. Um, so, why are we unfaithful? Some cheat when they're drunk uh, or when they're away from home. Some can't resist sex with an ex, and some people just can't resist sex. Like, they just want to have sex. And I think you really do need to discuss having an open relationship if you're one of those sorts of people, don't you? Mm. And if you're going away a lot, yeah, that would you should be talking about that too. Yeah. And taking precautions. Yeah. You should be on prep. Yeah, so all of this needs discussion, doesn't it? Mm. But I guess the open relationship thing is still is relatively new, even for like the queer community in terms of relationships. I mean, it was it's always been there in pockets of communities. You like if you think about queer communes and that sort of thing. But um, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's more in the mainstream now, isn't it? Yeah. So I guess there is a lot of manoeuvring that needs to be done mm-hmm. and communication. So there are a range of reasons why people cheat. In psychology, it's widely accepting that if people have feelings that they have not dealt with, those can manifest in self-destructive behaviours. 
Shame is an extremely toxic emotion and can lead to a range of damaging behaviours, including infidelity. So we're kind of getting back to this gay shame thing again, isn't it? Of of Mm. being in a straight society. Or doing something, an act that you find shameful because of a sense of wanting to put yourself in a in a shameful position because yeah you see because yourself as shameful yeah because you do, you see yourself as so low that you do, it's almost like sabotaging mm. your life in a way mm. because you see yourself as the villain you might as well play the role of the, of the villain mm. have you ever done that <laughs> several times <laughs> <laughs> But it's not always because people are horny. Sometimes it's because they're unhappy, lonely, or simply bored. Bored. <laughs> bored. I've done that many times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although it takes just one par- partner to cheat, it's important to remember that it takes two to make a relationship, and both contribute to its, its success or failure. Relationships are meant to be... People coming together to share experiences, emotions, and working together to form a better life. What happens is that many men fall into relationships without knowing exactly what they want and how best to meet the emotional needs of their partner. This can lead to many gay men self-sabotaging their relationships rather than having an honest conversation with their partners about what they want. I feel sort of a bit ambivalent to this article i feel sort of like it's just fueling a stereotype but yeah it doesn't feel that healthy to to fuel to, to, to the fire yeah yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah you might be right but i do find these final bits of statistics quite funny go for it then. <laughs> so and, and after that i get the cod croquettes out get the cod croquettes out and we can do uh <laughs> Uh, I was going to say an infidelity link, but (laughs) an affiliate link to Marks and Spencers. Um, So has a partner ever been unfaithful? 58% said yes, 25% said no, and 17% said they weren't sure. Okay, fair enough. They asked, have you ever been unfaithful in a relationship? 52% said yes, 46% said no, and 7% said they weren't sure. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) what what are the 7% unsure about? (laughs) Well, maybe it goes down to, like, would you you count kissing or flirting as unfaithful? This is true. This is true, yeah. So, um, So they also asked, did their partner find out 45% 45% said yes, 45% said no, and 10% said they weren't sure. Uh, and they asked, if you've been unfaithful, did you ever get an STI? 17% said yes, 79% said no, and 4% said they weren't sure. <laughs> I'm a bit worried about that 4%. They should be getting tested. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then they asked if they informed their partner or not, whether they had the... STI, 39% said yes, 61% said no. Like, this is the person you're meant to love, isn't Mm. it? There's no not sure's, though. No, yeah. At least that's one thing. I was wondering if there might have been an unsure in that Mm. one. (laughs) But I think it's, I kind of agree with you. I think it is fueling like a a stereotype. And also it's fueling like all the things which are bad about monogamy. Mm-hmm. And none of the good stuff. Mm. Like, I just think that the question, why, 
Like, why is someone asking these questions and why do we need to know them? Wouldn't it be more useful to focus on something that actually felt more constructive? Yeah. I think one, I think one of the reasons why I was interested in it was because I was quite shocked to come across this article because mm. it felt like a lot of people in the queer community had kind of moved on mm. from this monogamous relationship kind of vibe um, this is probably a horrible generalization but if it's something that is the one of those kind of i kind of imagine what that magazine might be yeah might be sort of a gay fitness kind of magazine with someone really buff on the front cover yeah might be very kind of heteronormative kind of yeah vibe to it anyway i don't know it doesn't sound very queer Mm. I won't be buying it. No, but I've never heard of it. So it's, often, it's not even come across our coffee table, is it? No. So anyway. Unlike apolo- Adele on the cover of Vogue, which is on my coffee table right she now. She looks amazing. She looks like a younger version of Sarah Paulson now, mm. doesn't she? I know what you mean, actually. Yeah. Now she's lost a bit of weight. Mm. Uh, in fact, I thought it was Sarah Paulson when I, when I saw a picture of her. Uh, and then it was, uh, I realised it was Adele. Maybe Sarah Paulson could play Adele. Or... Yeah, vice versa. Yeah, maybe she could, yeah, she could be like a younger Sarah. Although Sarah looks amazing, doesn't yeah. she? Anyway, apologies for that. <laughs> <laughs> apologies for that feature. Uh, we'll forget about it. <laughs> How are the croquettes doing? I'm going to check that. <laughs> Do you want one? Well, I feel like I should, I should have one now and we should discuss it. Straight, straight out the oven. Yeah, they might be a bit hot. Cod croquettes. Should we have a bit of that fizz? So, this is Etole de Timberle, Cremant de Bordeaux, Brut. Um, so, who's our guest? Dan de la Motte. Dan de la Motte, who's a stand-up, does... Theatre. Theatre. Queer history tours. Queer history tours, so we can talk to him about that, because we've done a couple. And he's currently residing in Hawkwood College in Stroud which is oh. my spiritual haven. Which is just up the road. Mm. Okay, great. Oh, here he is now. He's coming into the room now, but we'll have a break mm. and we'll talk to Dan in a bit. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Like what you're listening to? then please subscribe on your podcast platform and share our episodes on social media. This will enable us to grow our audience so we can get advertising and sponsorship and maybe then I won't have to ask you for money, which is what I'm going to do now. So if you can spare a pound or two a month or a one-off payment, then please click on our Patreon link below and help us continue with the queeniest of old queeniest of podcasts. What that old queen. Now, back to the show. So we're back and we have a lovely guest. Our lovely guest this week is Dan de la Motte. Am I saying that right, Dan? You are saying it perfectly right, Tommy. Good. Beautiful pronunciation. <laughs> um, and uh, I thought you'd be a perfect guest for us because, you know, we, we are a podcast for uh, people that are, well, dealing, we're de- what, we're dealing with quandaries of a certain age. That's yeah. how you, we like to say it. Yeah. And you're, Dan, only, are you, are you 30 yet even? I have just passed the 30 threshold, Tommy, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> but what Congratulations. I... <laughs> Thank you. Um, but what I love about you, Dan, is you're, you often surround yourself with older people, don't you? <laughs> well, that's where the money is. You've got to chase the money. <laughs> 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 so damn uh, there's what, no point hanging out with 18 year olds you know that yeah exactly <laughs> so d- describe what you do because you have you have many facets to your career don't you i well i suppose i do actually i am a performer and actor but i also curate um visual art exhibitions i also produce theater and comedy and live art and during the lockdowns i started work as a nanny so i'm kind of a, wow. a boy of many hats yes practically perfect in every way you like mary <laughs> that, poppins that's me just call me mary <laughs> <laughs> there's something gone funny with i think your fridge is just turned oh the off. oven's come off all oh, right yeah, all right. yeah. How were the croquettes? <laughs> There's still one left. The, the, you can have that one. Shall I? Yeah. Right, um, that threw me the, ki- the oven coming off. It was <laughs> it was quite present for quite for practically the whole record. Well, it was it, so that you didn't even know it was there. Yeah. I just thought it was something in my biology that yeah. was making that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Your heart's just stopped. <laughs> 
Um, Dan, can you tell us about your queer tours of London? Because you've focused on a couple of areas in London, haven't you? Hackney and Soho. What's your favourite story from those times? My favourite story is probably the, on the Soho tour. And um, it's actually a lesbian story. Um, it's this incredible performer whose name was Maud Allen and she was a dancer at the Palace Theatre which is where Harry Potter is on now during the First World War and um, there she was doing this incredibly sexy dance she was actually performing in Oscar Wilde's Salome and it's an extremely risky production risque even and this was all very well and fine but there was one person who wasn't happy with Maud Allen and her career. And that was a Tory MP called Sir Noel Pemberton Billing. They've always got knighthoods, haven't they? Mm-hmm. And uh, Sir Noel Pemberton Billing claimed, how about this as an example of fake news? He claimed that there existed a big black book. And in this big black book were the names and addresses of all of the lesbians and gays in the country. It's I mean, if I knew that were true. And, uh, <laughs> I thought I had and, that big black book. <laughs> And if this big black book fell into enemy hands, Britain would lose the war because all of these gays and these lesbians could be blackmailed and they would reveal state secrets and uh, tell them to the Germans and the Austrians. Now, of course, on no level does this story make sense because why would gays and lesbians have state secrets to tell the Germans and the Austrians? And also, who's compiled this big black book as well? But anyway, so Noel Pemberton Billing, the Tory MP, says that Maud Allen's name is in this book. And, uh, and she says, how dare you accuse me of being a lesbian? I'm going to sue you on charges of libel. Now, the thing is, Maud Allen actually was a lesbian. She was actually having an affair with the ex-Prime Minister's wife, Henry Asquith's <laughs> wife at the time, Margot Asquith. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, I'm telling you, yes, yes, she wow. was. Mm, yes. And, uh, but anyway, she says, how dare you call me a lesbian? I'm suing you. And so this court case begins. Now, can you imagine how juicy this story is, boys? Because... At a time when all the stories are what's happening in the trenches, here you have this age-old, tried-and-tested story of sexy woman dancer suing Tory MP in a case about sexuality. So it's amazing. Everyone's lapping this up. And so um, the, the court case begins. Now, what evidence is there that Maud Allen actually is a lesbian and so therefore should lose the case? Well, first of all, her brother is a convicted murderer. <laughs> That instantly exactly. makes you a lesbian. But so <laughs> what exactly. that was, I don't understand. So she was using that as evidence that she wasn't a lesbian. No, no, no. Uh, the they they use that as evidence that she was a lesbian and uh, should lose the libel case. Right. Because clearly there's something wrong with this family. There, yeah. there, there is something about Or they're unreliable. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. But how about this? The main piece of evidence that she was a lesbian and so should lose the court case is that she knew what the clitoris was. And at this time, time, there's only two groups that are meant to know anything about the clitoris, and they are physicians or lesbians. Now, Maud Allen sure as hell ain't a physician, so therefore she must be a lesbian. But so buttoned up is society at this time that even the clerk of the court, uh, sorry, even the judge didn't know what the clitoris was, and he thought it was a witness for the prosecution. So he turns to, yeah, he turns to the clerk of the court and he literally says, his actual quote is, who is this Greek fellow clitoris? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did they have to get a diagram out? 
<laughs> exactly. Well, they, they couldn't find a diagram, ironically. Um, and, uh, and the headline in the Daily Mail the next day was the cult of the clitoris, uh, meaning lesbians. So I think that might be my favourite story from the Soho tour. Is that is that why you love doing the the tours? Because um, Tommy and I have done a couple of queer history tours, and I just love finding out little nuggets and facts like that. Is is that what draws you to them? It it really does. And also, um, what's interesting about me pointing out a lesbian example is that there's very few lesbian examples, and that's not you know mm. due to my own bias or whatever. It's because in this country. Um, it's never been illegal to be lesbian. It's only been illegal to be gay. So a reason why I enjoy doing the tours is because you're using the very evidence that was collected to oppress and persecute gay men, you know, collected by the police, collected by the courts, etc. You're using that evidence now to celebrate and yeah. commemorate these lives and these stories. So it's kind of a complete reversal of what this evidence was collected for in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did she come off in the end then? What did did they fight? Did they did they prove that she was a lesbian? Well, alas, she lost the court case. And you mm. could say, well, you know, if you are a lesbian, don't sue someone that calls you a lesbian. Maybe, but obviously, I'm on I'm on Maud Allen's side. Yeah. The problem with Maud Allen is that the parallels between her and Oscar Wilde are really striking. That here she is performing in a play by Oscar Wilde, um, and oh. twenty and twenty years earlier. Oscar Wilde had his own court case about his sexuality, and both Oscar and Maud use the courtroom as a stage, don't they? They use it as mm. another opportunity to perform, when really they should be they should have been less glib and more serious about it, because it ultimately was both their downfalls. Uh, less of a downfall for Maud. Obviously, she doesn't get sent to prison, but what happens to her is she loses the case. Uh, Margot Asquith, the prime minister's wife, pays all her court fees. I wonder why. Mm. And uh, then she retires to the countryside in inverted commas with her secretary. So um, <laughs> that's the I end feel, of her, I'm afraid. I feel like there's a sort of two-hander play that could happen there. Well, you know, between yeah. Oscar Wilde and... Yeah, uh, across the decades. Oh, sort yeah, of, yeah, maybe. It would be quite yeah. interesting. Yeah, when really she should have just shut up and then maybe started a nightclub called The Cult of Clitoris. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and there'll be the judge trying to find the club and not finding it <laughs> it would be in a hidden location <laughs> exactly that's one way to guarantee that only lesbians would be able to find a club <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to discuss with you when I first met you you told me about a show that you made ages ago about the Catwoman. Was she called Mary? Oh, yeah. Mary Bode or something. Mary Bale. Does that name Bale. ring a bell to everybody? Do you so, remember her, Bernie? Mary Bale? Yeah. Who played Catwoman? No, she wasn't. No, 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 no. But she could have been a Catwoman. Oh, okay. <laughs> she could have been a Catwoman. Do you, do you see where we're going with this, Bernie? Uh, uh, maybe. Yeah, come on then. So cast your mind back. <laughs> cast your mind back, please, Bernie, to 2010, right? The yes. David Cameron was our fresh-faced prime minister. And there, now imagine being in Coventry, right? Can you imagine being in Coventry? I've been to Coventry a few times. <laughs> People okay, have sent well, me there quite a few times. Sub- 
You're, a, you're in a suburban street in Coventry. Yeah. That's where Mary Bale is. She's walking down the road, minding her own business. Little does she realize that she's being caught on CCTV. She pets this cat on a wall. And after she pets this cat, she throws it in a wheelie bin and walks away. <laughs> Do you remember that? Do you remember I Mary don't remember Bale it, now? no. Don't you remember? Oh, it's available on YouTube, I promise you. And I was obsessed with this news story. And the, re- and the reason why I was so obsessed with it, I spoke to Tommy about this, is because, not because of the actions of Mary Bale, although, of course, they are extremely weird and cruel, but the aftermath of it, because we just had this Tory government elected who is extremely cruel and introducing austerity and introducing divide and rule tactics and, you know, cutting everything, etc., etc. no more welfare state. Yet the British public are such pet lovers that they were more obsessed with this clearly mentally ill or whatever she is, woman who's thrown a cat in a wheelie bin. It is not the behavior of someone of sound mind. And so I trawled the bottom half of the internet, the message boards, the show is actually called From the Message Boards, and all of the YouTube comments and the mail online comments, you know, die in hell, you evil bitch. If I see you, I'm going to pull both your eyes out and shove them up your fanny. You know, this wow. kind of this kind of vitriol um, is just... And it, it was just, it just kind of felt misplaced. And so what I did was I, I printed out in huge uh, paper, massive paper, massive rolls of paper, these mail online comments and these YouTube comments. And I stuck them under people's seats randomly in the, in the theaters that I performed this show. And I asked people to have a feel and see if they could find it underneath their, their seats. And if they found it, they had to stand up and read this comment uh, and sort of have interactions with other people in the message board. Because what I was trying to do there was um, provide a face for the anonymity that allows you to say the most barbaric and cruel stuff. So that there was a point to it. Um, and, and it was meant to be a comedy show, but it also, but I do also think that there was a point to it in the sense that you forget that you can just say the most outrageous trolling stuff when uh, uh, hidden under the hidden under the mask of anonymity. But when you stand up and you are a person and you are sort of saying this most um, disgusting stuff against a woman who's thrown a cat in a wheelie bin, uh, it kind of makes it a little bit more sinister and a little bit more interesting. That's not to say that I condone throwing cats in wheelie bins in Coventry, but my my point that I was trying to make was about the response to the act rather than the act itself. I think you, if you are going to throw a cat into a wheelie bin, Coventry is the place to do it. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's a very controversial thing you've just said there, Nick. I think maybe it is. <laughs> Do you think I've just thrown the cat into the wheelie bin with I that? I think you're going to get some messages. <laughs> um, do, well, do we know what happened to the cat in the end? The cat was fine. Everybody listen. Everybody just chill out and calm down. The cat was absolutely fine. Mary Bale, she got fined 250 quid. You know, I'll remind you, boys, that's the prize money on You've Been Framed. So she should have just sent in the video to Harry Hill in the first place. <laughs> and Harry Hill's one of your faves, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, he used to present You've Been Framed. Or does he still he do still it? Does. Oh, he I still love does. Oh, I love Harry Hill. I love that kind of surrealist silliness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I heard that you like Michael Barrymore as well. Oh, my God. Let me ask you a question. Do you follow Michael Barrymore on Twitter? No. No. I will now. <laughs> well, you absolutely, you absolutely should, because the videos of Michael Barrymore 
um, that he posts are from his prime. So they're from the late 80s, early 90s, when he was at the height of his powers, presenting things like Strike It Rich, Kids for the Funniest Things. And I'm really in awe of Michael Barrymore. I know that's perhaps an odd thing for someone of my generation or age to say, but I rem- I grew up on ITV, right? I grew up on Saturday Night Telly, uh, the kind of um, Cilla Black, Matthew Kelly, Les Dennis, all of that business, right? And the, the king uh, of all of that was definitely Michael Barrymore because, Bernie, I defy you to name anyone in any field of occupation better at their job than Michael Barrymore at the height of his powers. You could name brain surgeons. You could name (laughs) rocket scientists. No one is better at their job than Michael Barrymore in 1993. Because his power to speak to... Go on. I mean, you, you are up against people like Bruce Forsyth. No, absolutely not. I do not accept that because <laughs> Michael Barrymore's, the ease in which he just totally relaxes people and his his relationship with older women, old ladies and kids, mm. it's just magical to watch. It really is. His, you know, he's oozing charisma. He is such a charmer. He is such a cockney sparrow. And I do spend hours sometimes <laughs> watching, watching these videos. There's one in particular that viewers should, uh, that listeners should watch, which is him. Um, you should YouTube this after you've finished YouTubing Mary Bale. Uh, just YouTube Michael Barrymore and Eric. And it's this incredibly ancient man who's about four foot tall, who's on Strike It Rich. He's called Eric. And the relationship between Eric and Michael Barrymore is an absolute joy to behold. It is the purest thing you'll ever find on the internet. Do you know what? I think this is our most controversial show yet, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> well, me, me and Dan were going to be in the best show that never happened, okay. which yes. was following um, Celebrity Big Brother, was it six? 2006, yes. Yeah, 2006. And I was going to play Chantal and Pete Burns, and Dan was going to play <laughs> probably Michael Barrymore. I don't know who else. Preston. Preston. Was that the one with Jackie Stallone yeah. in it? No. No. No, that was another one. That was a different year. Yeah, but that was a very, very odd I do remember it. And and Michael Barrymore was was still, uh, there was still the pool incident, which was kind of haunting him at that point. Mm. It Uh, was when he was being rehabilitated from that. And it was when um, poor old Jodie Marsh, regardless of your thoughts about Jodie Marsh, she was being bullied by George Galloway. Who is right. an absolute, in my opinion, a complete nasty piece of work? It's a really fun. It's it's Shakespearean TV. Was it that, that w- the one with Rula Lenska? Yeah, as well. Yeah. And yes. George Galloway going, "Would you like me to be the cat?" And you could throw him into a weedy bin. <laughs> That's an amazing idea. Well, Timberlina was going to be Willa Lenska. <laughs> well, that's an ideal role for Timberlina. <laughs> I'll be George Galloway. I, I don't mind if people hate me. So <laughs> there you go. We've got the cast set up. <laughs> amazing. I d- can I say one more thing? Yeah, of course. Know. I know we're probably talking too much. We can just cut it out. I, I mean, it probably won't even broadcast this episode after <laughs> what we've just said. <laughs> I, I'm a proud owner of one of Dan's self-published books. Oh, right. Which follows his oh, yes. journey on the TV show. What's it called? Grab It. No. What's it called? Grab It. <laughs> Tommy. Bargain hand. Bargain hand. Yeah. Why did I say grab it? I thought it was something like 
Um, or cash in the attic. No, it's it's bargain hunt. Yeah, bargain hunt. I a friend of mine used to produce uh, bargain hunt. Were you on an episode, Dan? I was on an episode. Let me tell you something interesting, Bernie, which is um, after I was on that episode of Bargain Hunt, a couple of um, weeks down the line, I pulled this guy in a club and I went back to his house. And uh, in the morning, uh, he was sort of making banal conversation with me. And he said, oh, tell me something interesting about you. And the first thing that popped into my head was, well, I appeared on Bargain Hunt not that long ago. And he said, oh, my God, no way. Next thing I know, he takes a photo of me naked in his bed and sends it to his friend, who is the presenter of Bargain Hunt. <laughs> David Dickinson. Oh, was it? It, it was beyond that. David <laughs> It's beyond David Dickinson. Beyond it was that. this lovely woman, this lovely woman called Natasha, this lovely Scottish woman. And he said, do you recognize this boy who's in my bed in the text? And Natasha texts back saying, oh, yes, I remember that cheeky boy or whatever she said. Um, so that was um, that was quite sweet. But yes. And the same Tommy's thing happened when I text. After my- I was just going to say the same thing happened when I sent a picture of you to Andy Peters, who's my <laughs> celebrity crush. Well, have you slept with yes. Andy Peters, Dan? I haven't slept with Andy Peters, but I'm sure, Bernie, if you cast your mind back to sort of 2014-15, you'll remember the hit ITV daytime quiz show, Tipping, uh, not Tipping Point, what was it called? Ejector Seat. Uh, it was on for about five episodes. Bernie was a big fan. <laughs> and, uh, if you got a question wrong, your chair, your chair went backwards in the studio until you were tipped out. I think now, I vaguely um, remember it. Can you Listeners can YouTube me on Ejector Seat, and it's a very uh, popular clip on on that website. Uh, and uh, the question I got wrong, something it was something along the lines of which medieval Italian courtier, his name now is synonymous with being a womanizer, or something like that. And the answer is Casanova. Um, which one I, I thought you would have got. Well, no, I, but I got it wrong. I said Liberace. Oh, you poor boy, getting the difference I mean, between Liberace and Casanova. I reckon it's an easy mistake to make. <laughs> Dan, I'm sure we have lots of stories of like brief appearances on obscure ITV shows that we could go on with. Uh, maybe they'll unravel as we do Queens of Agony. Will you stay on and answer some of uh, the listeners' quandaries in the Queens of Agony section? I would love to. I would love to do that, Bernie. Okay, good. So at this point in in the stage, I do a very large gong. It's almost zen-like, isn't it? It just changes the atmosphere in the room. It just does a bit of spatial clearing. It does, yeah. Just kind of... I'm, in fact, I'm going to do it again. Um, Can you hear up, that up your end, Dan? I beg your pardon. Did my gong go up your end? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so you ready for this first question? Yes. Okay. Dear old Queens and Dan, obviously, I need advice. Ever since I started working my new job, there is this guy there that I began to develop a crush on. He's really sweet, shy, and cute. In the very beginning, he gave me vibes that he might be gay. But I heard people mention he had an ex-girlfriend. I overheard my friend talking to him, and when he asked if he had a girlfriend, he clammed up and felt awkward. 
I'm scared to ask him on a date if he isn't gay, and I don't want to make him feel uncomfortable if he isn't out of the closet. He has a slightly feminine voice. Otherwise, that's really all the gay vibes that I get. Help. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so, he fancies this person who may or may not be gay. Do, how, do you, how do you cross that threshold? It's three simple words. Are you gay? <laughs> God, that's, that's, that's it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah, that's kind of the answer. But I wouldn't have gone to that simplistic answer. No, I I would have gone. I wonder all... if Dan does that because he's just younger and he's yeah. just cut to the chase. In the well, way that we're, we can't. we're from a different generation where a lot of people were quite closeted yeah. and hid their sexuality. So we probably would have gone all around the houses and kind of, like, brought some gay objet d'art into the workplace I mean, to see if he I liked it or not. I would have just spoken Polari to him and see if he got it. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, or left a copy of Gay Times on the table and see if he picked it up. Or, or pulled your trousers and pants down and see what happens. <laughs> well, maybe not on on the, on the first go. Uh, or yeah, asked him makeup advice. Scatter cushions. Scatter cushions is a good one. Yeah. It depends where you work though, because if it's like a DFS, then scatter cushions might not work because it's just part of the job. Mm. I would argue if he's working at DFS, he might be gay anyway. <laughs> but you know, that's just me. Um, okay, but then we've answered that. Are you gay? (laughs) (laughs) If you are, can we go on a date? (laughs) Great. That's, that's sorted that little quandary out. Uh, I I like this. Maybe we can, we, I think Dan's going to be really good at this, you know. (laughs) So (laughs) next one, dear old Queens and Dan, Is it wrong that I kind of like the idea that I suspect my husband's co-worker has a crush on him? The guy is in a relationship with a girl, but I've jokingly told my husband after seeing said co-worker that he seems like the type to stick it anywhere, in inverted commas. Sorry, can we go back? I'm not very good at listening to these ones. Who said that about him? (laughs) Shall I start again? Is it wrong that I kind of like the idea <laughs> that I suspect my husband's co-worker has a crush on him? So it's, it's another co-worker situation. Yeah. In DFS. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're, maybe they're related. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's the other person. Maybe right it is. I don't know. Anyway, the guy is in a relationship with a girl, but I've jokingly told my husband after seeing said co-worker that it seems like he seems like the type, in inverted commas, to stick it anywhere. My husband laughed and agreed. The co-worker apparently is really insisting for my husband and me, since he knows I'm in the picture, to go to a Halloween haunt, adult haunted house, in brackets, this weekend. We can't. And I guessed, I guess it seemed to bum the co-worker out. I don't know. It's an odd choice of phrase. It is, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it's related. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen him and he's cute. And honestly, it's the naughty thought of a threesome if the guy does swing both ways. 
Is this a, is this like a statement? It's not even a question. Is <laughs> oh, is it wrong? Is the question? Is it wrong? Is it wrong to can think like say, this? Bernie, can I just say I love the unnecessary use of inverted commas when you said um, "stick it anywhere" as if that could mean, that could mean anything else anyway. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, just bloody hell, get on with it and do it. Honestly, <laughs> easy is I, the answer. No, I would disagree slightly to say I think he's being a bit presumptuous in the sense that why does he think he's involved in this scenario? <laughs> Maybe he just wants the the partner, not just because he wants is interested in or flirting with or showing interest in. Yeah. Does that mean to say that he's going to then want to extend the offer open to someone else? No. Do you not think? Um, and what about mm-hmm. his girlfriend? Exactly. You know, are they expecting like a four-way instead of a three-way? Mm. And what do, And what does this guy think about that? Wife swap. Yeah. You know, you can't have it just one way and not the other, right? Mm. Are they going to bring that, that TV show on ITV? I hope so. <laughs> because <laughs> there is a renewed interest in, in revisiting old TV shows and mm. ones that yes. have worked... And doing them again. Yeah. yeah. Would you be on yeah. that? Oh, but I don't have a wife. No, but I... They would, <laughs> like, I would you could be, be, you'd be like be my, the, my TV wife. wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, let's do it. Who who would be, we be swapped with? Fern and Phil. Fern and Phil. No, not Fern. Holly and, Fer, and Ho- Phil. Holly and Phil. Pip Schofield. Yeah. So it's like presenter wife swap. <laughs> <laughs> it's presenter swap. <laughs> would you do that yeah but who's getting who i want holly you want holly so i'm getting pip schofield <laughs> yeah great let's do it because she's got her own duvet range hasn't does she? that mean i have to follow him around when he's doing you buy any car.com ads or whatever and activate the cube maybe you could activate your cube <laughs> <laughs> i think he'd want you to rim him quite a lot <laughs> They usually they usually do. (laughs) (laughs) Can you put a hyperlink into Pip Schofield as well? Um, I'll I'll put a hypo into Pip Schofield if we go on presenter swap. There's a great YouTube clip of um, of Fern Britton saying to Philip Schofield, well, you don't mind dunking your beef now, do you? Have you seen that clip? <laughs> Was this before or after he came out? It's, that would it's be very much before. Okay. It's very much before. <laughs> I bet. Put that on your YouTube watching list. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, maybe, maybe this question is about Pip Schofield, because he was married with kids, wasn't he? Mm. So, you know. Yeah. Could be. Anyway, what do you think? Is it wrong for this guy to fantasize? Oh, just do it. Can I just say something, Bernie? Yeah. The world is about to end. There's climate catastrophe. Just fuck your colleague. <laughs> <laughs> but Dan, is that why you're so focused on climate change? Yeah. If I had colleagues, I'd fuck them because the world's about to end. Does that help climate change? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Probably. No. <laughs> no, but it just makes it easier to deal with. Yes, okay, great. Exactly. Okay, great. Well, I think we've answered that question then. Is there any more booze, Tommy? I mean, I'm not sure I can finish this show without another drink. No. <laughs> well, you should feel sorry for Dan. Oh, Dan's no. in a place where there's lots of booze, but he can't no drink. He, he can't like, get the keys to yeah. the cupboard. It's like, yeah. Exactly. 
Water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink. It's locked, yeah. Okay. Right, this isn't a co-worker question, this next one. Oh, well, then we're not qualified to answer. (laughs) I think we are qualified to answer this. It's a very short question. Dear old queens, can you answer this age-old question that transcends all meaning of homosexual being? Why do guys who tap you on Grindr ghost you when you message them? Mm. Yes, I've wondered that too. Yeah. Or sometimes even tap you and then block you. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had that before? Uh, have you t- did you tap them back and then they blocked you? I think I just said hi and then they blocked me. What is wrong with people? Like, do yeah. they not understand what a tap is? Look, because I, I kind of hate it when they go... And no taps. Don't tap me. And it's just like, well, what's wrong with that? It's surely it's a compliment, isn't it? Yeah. And it's just like an opener to see if you're, rather than actually sending you a message which might be loaded with something, it's like seeing if you're interested and if you tap back or say hi, then you are. I just like to tap people that, you know, they've made a nice, you know, they've got a nice shirt on or they've said something interesting in their profile. They've baked a nice cake and they're showing it off on their profile. You know. Do you like a tap, Dan? Um, I really empathise with this um, caller because it happens a lot. It happens to me as well. Um, Surely not. To admit, boys, it happens, I've got to admit, boys, I have also been um, guilty of this, that I have at sort of three or four in the morning done a tap and then as soon as the response comes in, I've um, buckled under the pressure and I've I've melted and I and I can't I can't respond. Yeah, but did you block them? No, I've never done that. Okay, but but why didn't you respond? Is it second thoughts? It. I think it is. You. It, sometimes with tapping, it takes it takes more guts and more chutzpah to tap than message. I think because I think I actually disagree with you. I think a tap is more loaded than a message because yeah. I think with a tap you're trying to get straight to the point. You're like. I want to get with you. Whereas a message, it can be sort of meandering. Oh, I think I saw you in Tesco's by the reduce section. La la la. You know. Whereas with a with a tap, you're saying, right, let's get down to it. The world's about to end. Let's fuck. I'm and not. So I think that I'm not going to respond to. I think I saw you in Tesco's by the reduce section. I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> you've got. You've got. You've had too many messages like that. I've had so many messages. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I oh, I thought like a tap was kind of a softer thing. Yeah, no, I've got the. I'm with you, Bernie. Like I yeah. never thought a tap would. I thought it was less loaded. Yeah, because that's why I. I, I no, tap, I tap people that I don't fancy. I just kind of like, like if what you the, just like the wallpaper. I like something about them. I, yeah. yeah. See, I read taps completely differently. I read taps as going straight up to someone in the club and snogging them, and a, and a messaging grinder is offering to buy someone a drink in the club i think that i think that it is a lot more kind of straight to the point which is why people then buckle under the pressure and don't reply to a message after a tap well this is interesting what, this ha- is a generational difference i feel what's what's the equivalent of just looking at someone but sort of looking at them every single day like every single day well, not, <laughs> not saying anything. What, what when you when you can see that they've looked at you yeah, a lot yeah Okay. What does that mean? Well, it could be, it could mean that they're just a scroller. So they're literally just scrolling through the pictures. Okay, and you're in the way. And you're in you're one of them. Yeah. You're in between. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't necessarily mean that they're looking at you every day. Okay. Well, I'll 
That's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it it could also mean that. But you've got to remember that there is that alternative. It could be that they're just scrollers. Mm. I'm not particularly a scroller myself, so if I'm looking at someone, I usually probably tap. Uh, I'll yeah, I'll tap them, <laughs> and then I won't. If they respond, I won't say anything. <laughs> I literally just tap. I thought it was like Morse code. <laughs> it takes like two weeks for me to get a sentence out in tapping. Because <laughs> you know you can't immediately tap after you've done the first tap. Well, it's like, um, um, no, you have to wait 24 hours. You've got to wait 24 hours. So, you know, there's a long Morse code tapping session. It's like Vigil when she was stuck in that tanker. <laughs> I know. I said that when I was watching it, I said, this is like Grinder." <laughs> <laughs> Have we resolved that problem? I, I think we've caused others. Um, <laughs> right, final question. Mm. Dear old Queens and Dan, TV on or off? That's not the whole question. I was going to say on, no, but yeah. All right. <laughs> Just had a hookup recently where the guy had the TV on the whole time in the background. I think you need to turn the sound off. <laughs> Maybe. Chalk it up to my ADHD, but I find this incredibly, in capital letters, distracting and had a difficult time engaging. I can do music without lyrics, but that's about all the background noise I can deal with. So what do the old queens think? TV on or off? I vote off. Do you know that Victoria Wood sketch? (laughs) Where she's like, yeah. you were quite experimental, weren't you? <laughs> yes, three in a bed. I don't recommend it. They watched. They ended up watching Take the High Road with the sound down. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, that. that's probably what put them off. To, if it was this guy, um, I, I don't know. When I when I said I vote off, that's part of the the letter. It wasn't me saying that. Okay. Personally, oh, so it wasn't me oh. asking that. I I just wanted to. I guess it depends what's on the telly. Would you put a porn? Well, exactly. film I on? recently. I'll, I I don't mind divulging this to you boys, but I recently engaged in sexual intercourse, and um, the TV was on. Mm. Um, and I looked up at the moment of uh, well, let's say it ejaculation. Were you watching reruns it, of Strike It Rich, Strike It Lucky? <laughs> was extremely weird because i would never have you know guessed that this would be on it was um nelson mandela in conversation with the archbishop trevor huddleston and it just felt quite disrespectful was the sound up or down the sound was up and, you know this was um it was it just felt very unsexy to well, be honest with you actually why was that on the telly in the first place but can that be the title of this episode <laughs> What? <laughs> I'll tell you why. It, I'll, I'll tell you why it was on the telly because it was BBC Four. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, that's highbrow. Mm. Yeah, highbrow. What do you want to be the title of this? <laughs> Ejaculating with Nelson Mandela and who was the other one? Archbishop. Archbishop Trevor Huddleston. Mm. Is he the Archbishop of Canterbury? I can't remember what he was the Archbishop of, but he was a pretty rad guy by all accounts. But you still don't want to ejaculate to him in conversation with Nelson Mandela. But, but, but perhaps not. I mean, if only they knew, right? If only they knew. <laughs> I, I sort of secretly think they do know. I think they, yeah, maybe they do. 
think, maybe that was the whole point of doing the interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should write to them and say some people consider you gay porn. Yeah, <laughs> just to improve those gay church relations. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I take it, Dan, you're an advocate for having a telly on in the background when you're having sex. Oh, that, the lesson I learned from that story is turn it off. Mm. Oh. That's not how yeah. you framed it. That's, that really isn't how you framed it. Um, I think it can be distracting. But uh, yeah, Tommy, you mentioned having gay porn. I've some. I've I've done that a couple of times with with a hookup. Mm-hmm. Like I've put, I've actually purposely put some gay porn on the telly. And did you when find they come a over? Nice long episode, like clip. Yeah, not long enough. I had to find something else halfway through, obviously, because I'm an older gentleman. So it takes a while for me. Um, <clears throat> but you know you can search for the longest clip. Yes. Yeah, I, I had, <laughs> and I still needed more time. <laughs> um, maybe I should have been watching that interview that Dan was watching <laughs> on BBC Four, because it might have seemed longer, Sounds and therefore hot. I might have ejaculated quicker. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, I guess it can be hot if it's porn. I don't know about anything else in the background. I mean, I guess it's if you're if you're comfortable with that person and you spend a bit of time with them and you're getting a bit horny on the sofa, mm. then I guess it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, I might extend an arm and put the mute button on. <laughs> at I think it's some I point. Think it's only weird. It's only weird if you turn the TV on during and it's just sort of like Coronation <laughs> Street. Because you do end up watching Take the High Road with the sound down. So, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess, it, yeah, it's just whatever floats you boat. I mean, some people might get turned on. It might be their kink to have the television on in the background. I mean, yeah. So I think it might be Dan's or, kink. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Only if it's me. Only if it's old episodes of me on ITV daytime quiz shows. Well, obviously not. You like an ecclesiastical man, as far as I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> what other programmes could you watch while you're having sex? Would you watch Loose Dallas, Women having sex? Dynasty. Oh, yeah. You could, uh, I mean, you could You could have a sex game. Instead of a drink, we used to have a drinking game with Dennis, Dallas. Like, every time you would be a character in Dallas, and every time they had a drink, you would have a drink. You'd have it, to give them a blowjob. So maybe, yeah, <laughs> you you negotiate a little sex game, whereas every when your character does something, then your partner has to do something else. Or you have to do something to your partner. Yeah. Sounds like fun, doesn't I it? I think it sounds pretty good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> what about the Waltons? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good night, John boy. <laughs> yes. And if it's like... <laughs> uh, like if you need extended time, as I often do, it could be like an election result. Or something like that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> or the omnibus, or Eurovision, mm. a la the nineteen seventies. <laughs> no, EastEnders omnibus is a good one actually, because on a Sunday yeah. afternoon you might be slightly hungover. You mm. probably want to have a slow sesh on the mm. sofa. Yeah. Mm. Last of the summer wine. 
Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not, indeed? Well, on that bombshell, I think we've come to the end of the podcast, and some might say... Oh, no! Quite rightly so. <laughs> How many libel lawsuits are you going to face after this podcast? <laughs> is there, what? None, Dan. Nobody listens to this shit. So. What, is, what, what, what are you worried about? Um, Pip Schofield. I, well, I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried about Pip Schofield. I'm worried about Coventry. I'm worried about cats being thrown into bins. Uh, I'm worried about Dan. Quite frankly, um, I'm worried about the Archbishop Desmond Tutu. <laughs> I'm worried about all of this stuff, and maybe even the Pope. I think he can look after himself. Well, this is true. If we get wife swap back on telly as a result of this podcast, though, it'll be worth it. <laughs> I, I think so. Maybe we could do a swap with that the archbishop coupling you were watching. <laughs> they weren't were they, in a couple, though, were, were they? No, but they were presenting a television show. Yeah. And also, they're, they're both now dead, Bernie, so that just makes it a little bit more um, sinister. Look, we're not adverse to having a psychic on board or, like, a medium, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I mean, actually, one of the programmes that did flash through my mind was my favourite TV show, Silent Witness. Yeah. And there's a lot of dead bodies on that TV show. Mm. What, so what are you saying? <laughs> I don't really know. Like, can I partner up with a dead body? <laughs> it might be more interesting than me. <laughs> I don't think this should go in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right on that bombshell <laughs> we we've come to the end of the show dan thank you so much for being on board <laughs> uh, it's been a total pleasure i loved every second you're brilliant value for money dan you you certainly are um, <laughs> Please do come on again. <laughs> Maybe after the dust has I'd died down to. from this episode. But <laughs> I've got more anecdotes, boys. I've got plenty more where I, that came I'm, from. I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, uh, so please say goodbye to our lovely audience, Dan. Goodbye, lovely audience. We'll see you next time. And Dan, if our lovely audience were to seek you out for some kind of court case, where can they find yes. you? They can find me all over the interweb. My name is Dan Delamotte, D-A-N-D-E-L-A-M-O-T-T-E. Or catch me at a gig sometime. I've got some shows coming up in London. It'd be nice to see you. Great. Where are the shows in London? Give them a plug. There's a show called On Railton Road, which is about a gay squat in Brixton in the 1970s. That, that's at a space called Brixton Base on the 11th, 12th and 13th of November. Uh, and uh, and then I've also got an exhibition on at the moment called GLF at 50, uh, which is about the Gay Liberation Front, and that's on at Newington Green Meeting House in North London, and that's on until December. Brilliant. Hopefully we can try and catch some of those shows that you're in as well. Thank you, Dan, so much for being on the show. You've been an absolute delight, and it's been raucously funny having you here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Tommy, thank you. Um, please say goodbye to our lovely audience. Uh, goodbye and happy birthday bernie oh thank you <laughs> i will be in bonnie scotland for my birthday eating haggis and hopefully buying a kilt uh anyway uh, thank you so much for listening we will see you next time on what that old queen
have been listening to What That Old Queen, written and presented by Tom Marshman and Bernie Hodges. The show was produced by Bernie Hodges for Hodge Podcasting in 2021. If you have a question for the old queens, or you'd like to be a guest, or you want to sponsor a show and give us lots of money, you can email hello at thatoldqueen.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.